Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is April 8th, 2020. It's the day that Buddhists celebrate the birth of Buddha. So, happy birthday. I just got back from my morning walk, still very much getting to know the neighborhood that we've moved into. I have lived in Tucson before, but it was a very long time ago, half my life ago. And this isn't the neighborhood that I lived in. And since we moved here, obviously, you know, things have been pretty restricted because of the coronavirus. And so haven't been out and about as much. But as I mentioned yesterday, I'm trying to get back into my walks. And I discovered that just a couple blocks north of our apartment complex is a multi-use trail for walking and biking. And so I walked up to that today. And it's really pretty. Uh, the First of all, as you walk toward it, because in almost any direction that you walk in Tucson, you're facing mountains. As you walk toward it, the mountains are really, really gorgeous. And then you can walk along the paved multi-use trail. But next to it, there's also a more kind of deserty trail. I know. I know. The descriptive powers of poetry being brought to bear in this podcast. But anyway, uh, the whole thing was really lovely. Uh, saw lots of hummingbirds and uh, ring-tailed doves, I believe. Are they called collared doves? Collared doves, maybe. I can't quite remember. I'm still getting to learn the, the birds that are out here. There's still a bunch I haven't figured out. In fact, I haven't exactly figured out which kind of hummingbird I'm seeing the most of. Behind our apartment, as I mentioned, uh, I think yesterday, there are eucalyptus trees. And there are hummingbirds in those trees, but I haven't yet been able to determine exactly which kind of hummingbird they are. But in any case, it's really fun to be surrounded by hummingbirds, which I really, really love. In fact, in the room where I'm doing this recording, uh, there's I'm facing a window, and often a little hummingbird will just pop right up to the window and go away again. So that's pretty great. I just finished reading this book by Gishy and Claire Greenwood called Bow First, Ask Questions Later. It came out in 2018, and it recounts her experience as a Buddhist nun in Japan. And she's now back in the States and still teaching, I think, Um, married, as far as I know, or at least as far as the book suggested at the end. I found the book very inspiring. If you know me at all, you'll know that I'm a big fan of reading about the lives of particularly Buddhist religious people, the people's experiences, you know, kind of coming to their realizations of faith or a different outlook on life or whatever it might be. And so when I saw that this was coming out, I snapped it right up. But then I waited a couple of years to read it. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I feel like a book you have to get to a book at the right time. So more than once I picked this book up off my shelf and I thought, ah, I'm not right there yet. This time I had just finished another Terry Pratchett book and was trying to figure out what to read next. I've been reading Terry Pratchett's Discworld series, by the way, which I highly recommend if you would like some silly escapist fantasy. They're really fabulous. I know I'm very late to the party since he started writing them in the early 80s, but I only just started watching Star Trek The Next Generation, which also came out in the 80s, so, you know, I get there eventually. But when I finished that book, I was looking for something to read. I wasn't quite ready to dive into the next Pratchett. I wanted to change things up. And as I was working here in this room one day, I looked to my left where there are lots of bookshelves, and I spotted that book again, and I thought, yep, now is the time. And I breezed right through it. It's an easy read. It's a meaningful read. And it had what's maybe 
a slightly unexpected effect on me, which is that it really made me want to shave my head again. Back in on the New Year's Eve from 99 to 2000, you know, back when the world was ending because of Y2K. Remember that? On that New Year's Eve, I shaved my head for the first time, and that was the result of a long-running joke. I was playing in the house band at a funk dance club on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, and none of those words make sense together in a sentence. But anyway, the bartender, the manager, I should say, of the bar, and he also was one of the bartenders, was this guy named Freddie, and he had very long, luxurious blonde hair. And for some reason, and I can't remember the reason anymore, he started joking months before New Year's Eve that on New Year's Eve, he was going to shave his head. And so I thought, well, that's kind of funny. So from the stage, I'm a saxophone player. Now I also play percussion, but then I mostly just played saxophone uh, and sang backing vocals and acted like a goofball. So from the stage, I said, well, fine, then I'll shave my head, too, on New Year's Eve along with Freddie. Well, New Year's Eve rolled around, and Freddie had no intention of shaving his head, as it turned out. But I certainly did. So at midnight, I think we played Old Lang Syne, because even in a funk dance club, you know, there are traditions to be respected. And then we spread out a plastic bag, and my first wife, Jennifer, hopped up on stage and shaved my head with clippers. Now, not down to the skin because you need more than clippers to do that, but she got it down as far as she could in the context of we're in the middle of a show right now. And that night when I got home, I shaved my head the rest of the way. And I kept my head shaved for quite a while. I can't remember exactly how long, but I mean, it was a decent amount of time because uh, I won't relate all these circumstances right now, but in any case, not too long after that, we ended up moving to Brooklyn And not too long after that, I ended up getting a job as a union organizer. And I know that when I started organizing unions, uh, when I started working in Boston, I had my head shaved. And that must have been coming up on a year after New Year's Eve. So then in 2012, when I was on my jazz or bust tour which is uh, was my code name for when I became homeless and decided to turn that into a thing for my other podcast, The Jazz Session. At one point, I wanted to cut my hair because it, it was getting kind of long. And I mean, I was homeless, but I was staying in my friends, Daryl and Deborah's house. And so I decided, well, I could probably do this myself. I have like a beard trimmer. That'll probably be enough. And it turned out that a beard trimmer is fine for a moderately short beard or the edges of a longer beard. It is not adequate if you have a decent head of hair, which I did and do. So I got a little bit in and realized I was mangling myself. So I threw on a baseball cap and I went to a nearby pharmacy and found a set of clippers. This was in New York City. And using the clippers, I tried to give myself a haircut. And I will post in the show notes of this episode a blog post that I did at this time that shows the progress of that haircut through its various stages. And let's just say that it ended up with me shaving my head down to the skin again. And shaving your head is a common thing to do in Buddhist monastic practice. Lay people don't normally do it, but monastics do. 
And I right now I can't be a monastic, despite its continued attraction for me. But at the same time, I am essentially living indoors like all of you are for who knows how long. And I have at my disposal a lot of time to deepen my Buddhist practice in whatever way I see fit. And I, I have this really strong urge as part of that that I would just like to shave my head kind of as a, well, it's always a symbol, right? I mean, I guess it has some practical use because if your hair is shorter, you're less likely to, you know, have bugs in it and need to do more grooming and that kind of thing. I mean, I'm, those kinds of things tend to start from practical purposes back in the mists of time. But, you know, I, I can wash my hair now and that kind of thing. I'm not, I'm not too worried about an infestation. But there's just something about its symbolism as a cleaning of the slate, you know, an erasing of the blackboard of your life in some fashion, uh, a sense of recommitment of a different approach and outlook to life. Unfortunately, yesterday I discovered that the clippers that I've had since that day in New York City when I tried to give myself a haircut, I apparently threw them out. I didn't pack them because I thought, well, I'm never going to use these again, which of course guarantees that within a month of moving to Tucson, I want to use them again. So I guess the next time I have some money, I'll go buy myself some clippers. Maybe this will have worn off by then. I'm not sure yet. But right now I'm thinking that the next time you see me, I might have less hair than I have right now. That's today's episode. Remember, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash a brief chat. Thank you to the members who make this show possible. You can check out my other podcast, The Jazz Session. There's a new episode today with Brenda Earl Stokes, who is a really wonderful uh, pianist and singer and has a pretty interesting life story that you might enjoy. That's at thejazzsession.com. I love you. A better world is possible. <laughs>